The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Voice America and another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am Paula Vale, your host, and today our show is Animal Communication Plus Reiki. And I am so excited. I have an amazing guest. Her name is Jackie Retberg. And Jack, Jackie actually uh, changed direction. She was a chemical engineer for 32 years and followed her heart. She's going to tell us this story and became an animal communicator, animal Reiki practitioner, angelic grace practitioner, certified theta healer, and she is a Yasui Holy Fire Reiki master. She has so much to share today. I am so excited. And good morning, Jackie. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Paula. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And let's begin... Please share your history and and what brought you to make that change and go in the direction that you did and bring in Reiki and animal communication. If you could give us a little bit of your history, that'd be fantastic. Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, I wasn't planning to do this. You know, I started out as a chemical engineer. I went to Lehigh University. I worked for DuPont for 32 years, but in 2007, everything started to change for me. Um, at that time, my dad was dying, and all of my psychic abilities were starting to emerge. I, I don't think I really had much before that point. And I was looking for a way to help my dad and also to understand where I was going with my new abilities. You know, I, I was clairaudient, I was hearing things, I was seeing things with clairvoyance. I, it was just, all this stuff was happening. Um, and so a good friend of the family, her name is Bonnie Bradley, she took me under her wing and um, she told me it was time for me to learn Reiki. She said she'd been waiting for me for about five years and that it was time. <laughs> And I couldn't even spell the word Reiki, much less even, you know, pronounce it. Um, but I trusted Bonnie, and, and I took um, private Reiki classes from her and became a Reiki master. And the Reiki really did help my dad, who had dementia as well as um, all many other things, uh, congestive heart failure. And I would stand behind him when he was at the dinner table with my mom, and I'd beam Reiki to his head. And when I did that, he could actually talk intelligently to my mom. Um, and it, Bonnie and I both sent him a lot of Reiki, and I think he, it helped him pass peacefully. Um, 
at his home in his sleep um, on September 18th of that year. So, and I really had a, a huge connection with my, my dad, which is interesting because he was so quiet um, when I was growing up. You know, he didn't, he didn't say too much. Um, but the night before he died, I had a vision of him running into this tunnel of light. Um, I actually, in my mind's eye, saw him get up out of the bed and run into this tunnel of light, which just opened up in the bedroom wall. And at the end of the tunnel, I could see all these people and animals waiting for him. And, and when he broke through the line, um, there was all this music. They're playing Glenn Miller's song, In the Mood. And he started doing the jitterbug in the middle with his sister Blanche, who had died back in 1934. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I can remember every detail of that vision. And then he died the next night. Um, is so beautiful. Oh yeah, and I think he could talk to animals, too. I mean, I can connect with him now, and I really feel he could do that. He just didn't tell anybody. He was shy. <laughs> uh, when did you realize that you could talk to the animals? Well, there was something else going on at the same time as all this. I had adopted a cat named Muffy. Um, she's a gray and white kitty, and she was rescued in Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina. Um, and... I adopted her, um, I guess, in 2006. She was one of the last cats adopted out of the shelter because she had been so sick. And I started to hear her in my head with a southern accent. Now, I'm from, you know, north, northeast Pennsylvania. So I think the reason um, I could hear her with a southern accent is so that, I, so, so that I would know it was her and not my own thoughts. Um, but she was very strict. I mean, she made me practice with her every day. And um, she told me her story about how she had actually drowned during the flood, as she called it. Um, she said she, had, she, had, she woke up on the other side of the Rainbow Bridge, and she was met by this big dog named Gretchen and, an, and her mom cat, and that it was um, beautiful grass there. It smelled so sweet and blue sky, no clouds. And they told her she had to go back because she had work to do. And she didn't want to, but she listened, and she went back and said she coughed up all this salt water and sand, and she said it was most unpleasant. And then she was rescued and adopted by, by me. And then when I started teaching Reiki in 2008, she helped me, and my students just loved her. She'd, she'd get on the Reiki table with them, and she could open chakras in the blink of an eye, and, and she just loved to work on hearts. Um, she died a few years later in, in uh, November 2011, um, and this time when she crossed over, she was greeted again by Gretchen the dog and her mom cat, and they told her, um, they congratulated her on a, on a job well done. But she still comes back and helps me when I teach to this day. She'll get on people, and they'll feel her um, sitting on their chest, working on her heart, on their hearts, and everybody just, everybody just loves Muffy. So she's, on my Facebook page, you'll see her picture, because she's basically my, my mascot. <laughs> Oh, that oh, that is beautiful. I I love the word mascot. That is, that's mm-hmm. perfect. I I have a mascot, Shotzi, and we'll talk about her later. Yeah. Um, what, what would you say, Jackie, to anyone that comes up to you and says, "Okay, I'm confused. What is animal communication? Break that down for us a little bit." Yes. Well, what it is, I think, it means to accurately exchange thoughts and feelings with an animal. Um, you use your telepathic, you know, your sixth sense, and you also use a heart-to-heart connection. I think you listen with your heart. Um, and I think everybody has this ability. You're born with it. Um, I've had children in my, in my animal communications classes who did fabulous. Um, 
And everybody, you know, has an example of where, you know, you think about a person and they call you or you know who's calling before you answer the phone. That's all telepathy. I mean, people can do this. They just, they shut down as they're growing older because people don't believe in it. They're afraid of it. You know, they shut down their children. Um, but that's all it is. It's really exchanging thoughts and feelings. It's, it's not just you understanding the animal, but them understanding you as well. Yes. And I love that description of really it's heart to heart. And you're, yeah, you're, it's heart to heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a beautiful thing. And what is, how does that work with the power of positive thought with the animals? Oh, well, animals understand the positive. In other words, if you say, get off. Well, if you say, don't bark, all they get is a mental picture from your head of them barking, and they think that you want them to bark. So if you say the positive of what you want, in other words, say, be quiet, that's a clear picture of what you want them to do. Or another example, if you say, stay off the couch, they'll get a picture from your mind of them on the couch, and they'll think you want them on the couch. What you Mm -hmm. should say is, stay on the floor. Um, we just confuse our pets so much by the way we talk because um, they only understand the positive, um, and they do understand a lot of our, our thoughts and pictures. Although they do, they do pick up on certain words and understand what the words mean, but they often, you know, take things out of context because animals are very literal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very literal. <laughs> picture and heart and you can communicate with an animal that's living in its physical body and one that's passed correct yes i use the same technique it's just a heart-to-heart connection you can communicate with anyone that way Mm -hmm. that is so beautiful and so tell me how do you work your reiki with the animal communication Oh, they go hand in hand. Um, I mean, I've I found that a lot of my animal communications clients become my Reiki students. Um, a lot of times people come to me when their pet is sick and they want me to ask their pet, you know, what's wrong, how do they feel, where do they hurt, uh, what do they need. And I can gather a lot of information by asking the pet these questions and then I always offer, you know, would you like me to do Reiki for your pet because it helps balance them and heal them and makes them feel better. Um, it goes along with good veterinary care, and it's not a replacement for it, but it works. It's complementary to all forms of veterinary care, and I really wish that, that all pet owners would learn it because it, it's just so soothing and relaxing to both the person sending the Reiki and to the pet receiving it. Yes. Yes, I know my experience with uh, all of our pets. They're all rescues. Mm-hmm. And just the change and the way it eases their fear and Reiki is just huge. Yes, and the other thing, Reiki oh, can do so many things. Um, a lot of rescued pets have past trauma and abuse that they endured prior to being adopted and Reiki you can send distance Reiki from level 2 Reiki to the past to heal this emotional pain Um, and I know firsthand on myself that it works because I was attacked by a dog when I was 3 years old and I was scared to death of dogs my whole life 
until 2007 when I learned Reiki, sent it to my past. I'm around dogs now. I hold them. I pet them. I touch them. I have no fear. I know it works because it worked on me, but I've seen it in a lot of other animals, you know, become so much mm, calmer and, and they seem to be happier. Yes. So that's a great point. As a Reiki practitioner, when we're giving Reiki to the animals, not only look at now, but work on that past for them and help them relieve some of that trauma. That's yes, and you know what else? It really helps with the grief, the grief process for both the, the owner and the pet. Um, you know, if there, if if someone has died in the family, the pet grieves for the person for the loss just as much as you do. Um, and the Reiki will just help soothe their emotions. Um, oh, Jackie, tell us what the Rainbow Bridge is. Tell us a little bit about that. Well. I guess it's kind of a, a figure of speech. You know, it's um, when animals cross over, they're always accompanied by a guardian angel when they, when they cross over. Nobody crosses alone. Um, and when they get to the other side, they're always greeted by either a family member, an animal family member, or a human family member. It could be a grandparent, a great-grandparent, um, or an animal who's assigned as a greeter for somebody who doesn't have anyone in spirit. Um, but it's just like a figure of speech. It's a, it's, but the animals, they cross over, and, and like, my, for example, my cat, Pumpkin, he's my um, big orange cat, he died in November um, from congestive heart failure and then kidney failure, and I saw him run to my father on the other side, and so did my close friend, Judy. We both saw the same thing at the same time from different locations, a pumpkin running to my dad. And Pumpkin said to me that he never felt so alive as he did in that moment. It was just, he was so happy to be there, and he felt so light and no pain, and it was just, it was just wonderful. And that does help me. I mean, I still feel bad, but it does help me to know that he is fine and he's still with me. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then someday he'll be right there waiting for you. Yes, definitely. Um, unless he comes back before that time. <laughs> yes. But, and they um, do. They come back. They can be with us in multiple lifetimes. Yes. A lot of times they'll come back over and over and over again. Not always as the same type of animal. I've had them say that sometimes they come back as a dog, then a cat. Um, they switch around. And sometimes they you know, come back and, and visit for a short time, but, but don't stay, they just, and then they leave. Um, people do that, too, I think. Um, like, if, you'll, if somebody will say to me, oh, whenever I see a cardinal, I think it's my mom. Well, maybe it is your mom, sharing space with the cardinal. <laughs> yes. Um, briefly, anyway. So what would you say to our listeners who have lost pets but really feel and want to be open to you know, that pet may come back to them in a different physical form. So what is the yeah. best route that you would give them or, or idea well, just to be open? Just to be open and trust. And don't go looking for them. They will find you. But if they don't come back, it's okay. I mean, here's a quote for, from my cat, Pumpkin. <clears throat> I was looking for this so I could read it to you. He says, Peaceful light and happiness abounds with sweet music lightly floating on the breeze. That's how he described where he is. 
But then he went on to say that he can eat anything he wants, any time he wants. <laughs> that was important to something. <laughs> and another cat that I had that passed a long time ago, she said, there's no death, only transformation. And, and Pumpkin said, it's just like walking into another room. Um, there's, they, they've, I've talked to a lot of pets on the other side, and, and they basically all say really good things um, about what happens there. And here's, a, here's another quote that's real quick. Um, uh, my cat, Smokey, she died in 2002. She said um, she doesn't mi- never, doesn't miss me because she never really left me. And then she said, heaven is in the air you breathe. It's in the water you drink. It's all around you. It is you. It is me. We are one. Do not grieve for us as we are doing fine and watch over you and the planet. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. And we're going to end on that beautiful note as we go into our first commercial. I love that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, we will be back in just a couple moments, and we will continue on with Jackie. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Oh, thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Paula Vale here with Jackie Retberg, and we are talking about animal communication and Reiki. And Jackie was just sharing with us some information and mentioned our pets, when they pass, um, then they can share space. We don't lose them. They, they are still with us. She mentioned a cat she had that's a mascot. I actually have a mascot as well, Jackie, which you're aware because I've been blessed with an animal communication reading with you. And it's true with the other animals. I had a white German Shepherd who owned my heart. I had her a long time. She's the reason I began Reiki. She was 14, had a tumor, was not doing well. And someone said, you should learn Reiki. So I learned Reiki to give her Reiki. I had her two more years, and she is with me. She is my mascot when, when I do Reiki. But she had, I had communicated with her quite a bit. I had taken an animal communication class, and she told me she was with me many lifetimes. She was once my horse. And she would, part of her would come back to me. And two and a half years ago, I was down in Cabo, Mexico. And when I'm down there, I'm, I'm very into feeding the cats and the dogs and this and that. But I went walking on a side of town where I never walk. And here was this dog scrounging for food, very thin, and I ran into McDonald's, got a couple burgers, took that to her, kind of saw where she was hanging out and started taking her food every day. And she was actually behind the Cabo, Mexico police station. So I went into the police station and said, may I bring this dog food? And they said, yeah, but she doesn't let anyone near her. You can't get near her. Well, I would bring her food and I would sit a few feet away and give her Reiki and she literally got to a point where she would come and lay her head on my lap. And I kept thinking, feeling like Shotzi was with me. Shotzi was with me. Oh, I must be dreaming. And I kept thinking that. And so I called my good friend in Cabo and I said, I have to bring her back. I have to take her in. And so the Humane Society helped, and they met me at the airport. And anyway, she is back. She's the most wonderful dog. But I know, and I've discussed this with you, and she told you that. She is sharing space, and she yes. comes to my Nina. And Shotzi, when she slept with me, would put a paw on me, like hugging me. And Nina does the same thing. So tell us about that, sharing space. And and my gosh, what a thing for Source to have me spot her in a part of town where I usually am not because our resort's on the other side of town. And Source connected us. So there, I just want to put out there, 
anything's possible with Source. Isn't that correct, Jackie? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, I had my own experience, which is how I learned about sharing space. Because my cat, Pumpkin, the orange one who died in November, he, I got him back in 2002, um, about two years after a black and white cat named Fuzzy of mine had died. And Pumpkin acted so much like Fuzzy, it was just amazing. Um, he loved to, they both loved to play in the sink and drink from the dripping faucet. Um, they would sleep in the same pie basket. Um, they would bang on things with their paws to get my attention. I always called Pumpkin my little drummer cat because that's exactly, I couldn't be on the phone <laughs> unless he was hungry. He'd be banging on the kitchen cabinets. Um, they both had to be carried around. They had all the same mannerisms. Um, and sure enough, Fuzzy was sharing space with Pumpkin. I you know, figured that once I was able to communicate with animals. And Pumpkin didn't mind. He likes her. <laughs> um, but the reason I think Fuzzy came back is she really wasn't done with her job. Her, her job was to teach me patience, and um, she wasn't quite finished. And so she came back with Pumpkin and worked on it, and I still don't think she's done. I feel like she's coming back again because <laughs> uh, it takes a lot to teach me patience, I think. <laughs> but um, that, is, that is amazing. Share with us some of your favorite animal communication stories. I mean, it's just all so amazing and so beautiful. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things that have happened. Um, like, well, with my own, you know, when I'm starting out before I had clients and things, um, my cat Pumpkin, he saw his reflection in my bathroom mirror, and he got so scared, so upset, that he actually gave himself a cystitis flare-up, which is a urinary tract um, infection. And um, I used my ability to talk to him, to explain to him that his reflection was nothing more than a beautiful shadow. I used to say, well, Pumpkin, look, beautiful shadow. When it moves, when you move, it moves. And eventually he said, okay, Mom, enough, I get it. <laughs> and so he wasn't afraid anymore. And then I used Reiki to balance him when the cystitis started, and it would go away. He didn't need to have medicine. And that happened with another cat. My mom had a cat named Sam, who, while my dad was dying, he had with a dementia. That was pretty stressful in that house. And I gave Sam um, Reiki when I first learned, and the cystitis stopped. And my teacher, Bonnie, said, well, yeah, you balanced him. That's all he needed. So that was pretty interesting. You know, if you have a cat or a dog with, with like, stress-related illnesses, you really ought to learn Reiki to help balance them and, and calm them down so that, you know, they'll feel better. Um, so that was something firsthand um, that I experienced. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, with, with um, I have a, a dog that I've been working on for, gosh, almost a year now. Her, her name is, or his name is Moo. He's a, like a border collie, a, a black lab mix. And the reason his owner came to me is that he has Cushing's disease, which apparently one of the symptoms that goes along with it is extreme anxiety. Um, and when I talked to Moo the first time, he told me that his head was all foggy and that he was confused. Um, and then his owner went on to tell me that he was on a tranquilizer um, to ease this anxiety. And, of course, Moo is telling me, well, it's making me foggy. I don't like this. So I offered to start doing Reiki for him a couple times a week over distance, and his anxiety 
steadily decreased until his owner decided it was time to, to try discontinuing the tranquilizers, and it worked. She hasn't had to give that to him since. She's very, very happy about that, and she actually went on to learn Reiki from me a, few, a couple months ago so that she can, um, you know, help him herself. I like that. I like it when my clients learn how to help themselves. You know, everything that I do, I teach. Animal communications, I teach that. Animal Reiki, I teach that. So, um, I or or they can hire me to do it for them. But I really like to empower people to help themselves and help their own animals. Um, Let's see what else. Just oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, when they learn it, they take control and they can be doing the Reiki and the communication twenty four (laughs) seven. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, there's so many examples. I, I, I had a, a, a dog that belongs to friends of mine. Um, her name is Callie. And she, for whatever reason, gets very upset in the car. And they asked me, they had to take her somewhere, and they said, well, what can we do? You know, I don't, they don't like how she gets so upset. And I asked her, and she said, well, I just want someone to sit in the back seat with me. So oh. that's all that, that, that took. They, someone sat in the back seat, and she was fine. She was just needed somebody to hold her paw. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and um, one other thing I wanted to tell us, like, people don't understand that pets are so literal, and they can take what we say the wrong way. Um, well, here's a really interesting example. I, I was contacted by an owner um, to talk to her dog named Daisy to find out why Daisy was so afraid of people and dogs and everyone. She's just very, very afraid of people. And I asked her, and she said she was afraid somebody was going to steal her. And the owner said, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I said, I know, but that's what she thinks. And then I said, well, what kind of dog is she? And she said, well, she's a bull terrier. She's a target dog. Now, there's a big department store. I don't know if it's on the West Coast, but here on the East Coast, it's a huge department store called Target. And they have a mascot dog, a bull terrier, um, with a big bullseye painted over its its, um, eye. And everybody just calls that the target dog. Well, her dog looks just like that, so people were calling her the target dog. And she was taking it the wrong way because she had heard target used in a different context by someone else another time and thought that she was something, a target, that someone wanted to steal. So I explained to her that human words often have more than one meaning. And she said, well, why? And I said, I don't know. They just do. Um, And that helped. She's so much better now that she knows people aren't trying to steal her. And, you know, there can be something going on with a pet, and we may think it's one thing, and it's totally something different. And that's why animal communication is its such a beautiful tool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of times people will say, oh, my dog's mad at me, and the dog's saying, I'm not mad at you. You know, that they think they project their own emotions onto the animals, and it's not even, animals are not spiteful. They don't do things, you know, just just to be mean. They, they don't do that. That They always have a really good reason for what they do, and if you ask them, you take the time to ask them, then you can clear up a lot of misunderstandings very quickly. Yes, that reminds me of a story. I, I have a, a longtime friend who's also an animal communicator. And several years ago, I had a neck surgery. So, you know, of course, after the neck surgery, there's no food. It's just liquid for several days. And my 
one of my rescues who the dogs are used to I have dinner if I'm having chicken after dinner I give them each a bite of my chicken you know that's their treat after dinner well I wasn't eating anything like that and so for like two three days Sophie our dog she wouldn't eat any of her food and I was getting more and more worried so I called my animal communication friend and we talked to her and she said Mom's not eating, so I'm not eating. And so I bake some chicken, and I sit there, and I cut up the chicken, and I gave her a couple bites and, you know, let her think I was having some chicken. And she started eating from then on. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all. It really doesn't. Um, let me think if there's anything that was just like that on here. I don't have any other examples like that, but that's very typical, I think. Yes, yes. It is just amazing what we can learn with that little bit. I highly, and we'll talk about this a little more in the next segment. I'd like you to share all your information with everyone. It's what they can learn with, with you know, having your animal communication readings. Tell us, we have just a few more minutes left in this uh, segment. Tell us, Jackie, about your prayer circle. Oh, I'd love to. I started what I call an animal prayer circle back in October 2010. Um, I was guided to do this. It's a free service. Um, it was, I, do, I did it to help animals and pets that, you know, were sick or lost or needed homes or endangered species. And I started keeping this very big, became big rapidly, um, Excel spreadsheet. And I would email people once a week and ask them to pray for this long list of animals. Um, and you know, recently, since I started my own business, um, I, have a, I have a website now. And so what I did is I put the list on the website. So, and also I started a pet memorials page because a lot of times the animals on the purse circle eventually pass. So I moved their picture from the purse circle page to the memorial page. Um, and the, the the PDF file that I put up there, it's about 43 pages long now. There's so many animals on there. Um, I send a weekly email reminder to a lot of people to pray or send energy like Reiki. Um, and I also post a link on my Facebook, my Animal Talk with Jackie Facebook page. And if there's an emergency request, like today my cat Kasha isn't feeling real well, so I posted a request on my Facebook. Facebook page asking for people to send prayers and Reiki for her um, seems to have been helping. Um, Wonderful. And if anybody wants me to add an animal to the list, all they need to either do is email me. Um, can I give them my email address? Please, please. Okay. It's, it's Jackie at AnimalTalkWithJackie.com. And if you, or you can go to my website, which is www.animaltalkwithjackie.com, where there's a page, an animal per circle page, where you can submit a form um, and electronically submit the information to me. And yeah. I'd be happy to post it. That is wonderful. That is a beautiful thing to put together. And for others to be able to send pictures and put their pets on the prayer list and I just have to put out there to everyone I have had a reading with Jackie and she is an amazing animal communicator and making that connection with your pets is just it's just beyond wonderful it's Jackie oh, thank you Paula 
you're a blessing. You are. You're a blessing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I just, I just want to help the animals. You know, that's that's just what I want. Yes, that's the number one. Well, listen, we're gonna take a, another break, Jackie, and okay. everyone out there. We will be right back. Thank you. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Voice America. And I am Paula Vale, and this is For the Love of Reiki. And today I am with Jackie Retberg, and she is sharing some amazing information about animal communication as well as Reiki for animals. So 
Before we begin, I would like to say a quick thank you to my sponsor, Kangen Water. Um, I myself have been drinking Kangen Water for almost a year and a half now and absolutely love it. If anyone would like information, feel free to go to www.kangencorporate.com. And Jackie, please share with us some more information about what comes through with the animals and any other examples that you might have for us. This is just so fun. Yes. I guess um, what we're talking during the break, um, I I spoke to a horse recently named uh, Triana, and she said to me, we are not property, we are individuals. So horses, that's important to think about. They, they, They do not consider themselves property. I don't think any animal does. They have definite, uh, you know, opinions of themselves. And um, and then I, I often get owners who come to me who have a pet that's lost a leg or lost their hearing or lost their eyesight, and they're not sure if they should put them down or what, you know, they feel so sorry for them. And the animals are like, come on, <laughs> we're fine. Um, recently a dog, I think it was Charlie, um, she had lost a leg due to cancer, and she said, here's a quote, her leg was an accessory she could live without. Oh, my and, gosh. And she says she hop, she moves very quickly, and she wants to become a therapy dog to help elderly people with her dad, with her human father. I'm like, this dog is just, you can't put them down. They're just, they just keep going. And I had a blind dog um, whose owner was so upset because the dog had lost her eyesight, and the dog said, I don't need it. Look at me. I can hear. I can smell. I can touch things. You know, we were at, the, at a pet store um, where I was doing readings, and she was, like, checking out all the dog treats and saying, I don't need that. My other sights have adapted. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't people shouldn't put human, you know, feelings on animals because they get over it. I mean, even grief, they get over it very quickly. They do grieve for a while, but then they get over it. I mean, they're very resilient. And, and it's interesting, a, a dog that I really liked, her name was Holly, a little white dog. Um, she died um, recently, and one thing she said to her owner, she wanted her owner to stop being so sad. And she said, here's a quote, letting go of your grief doesn't mean you will forget me. It just means you will think of me without sadness. Oh, my goodness. Because so, her owner, her good, nice lady named Sue, was so sad. and like, But it, they, want, they don't want us to be sad. They want us to, to go on with our lives and to be happy and just to remember the good times. You know, basically I, to celebrate their life and not I love dwell that on because that is. You just, when you lose them and you don't have them in their physical form, we, we do. We just, I know myself, I have such a hard time getting over that. Yeah, I, I do too, even with all that I know about, you know, talking to animals and things. But then I can really usually snap myself out of it because then Pumpkin will show up in front of me and say, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, right here. Oh, one other thing. Like, um, when you do animal communications, you can help find missing pets. Um, you just have to be very calm about it and just ask them to describe are they still in their body, number one? You ask them that question. And then you ask, did you leave on purpose? Why did you leave? Because a lot of cats leave on purpose. And then describe where you are. Um, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? Um, 
And even with the cats that leave on purpose, sometimes you can convince them to come back, or you can use Reiki to send Reiki to the situation, Reiki to the pet, and eventually they will agree to come back. Um, so there's a lot of things. Even, even blind cats. You know, I had a blind cat in Italy, and I can't pronounce her name, but, but she ran away during fireworks, and um, she told me she ran five minutes to the east, because even blind animals know which direction is east, because where the sun comes up and hits their face. And she said to go five minutes to the east and that she could smell bread baking. And her owner got up in the middle of the night after he read my email because of six-hour time difference, and he went and found her. You're Um, kidding. Oh. Wow. So, So, you know, people, everybody can do this. You just have to ask them, describe where you went. Animals know directions, north, south, east, west, and what do you see, hear, and smell. Sometimes it's enough, other times it's not. But, you know, it's always worth giving it a try. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh. I have, do I have a time? I have one example that's really, I think, is funny. Um, there was a dog named Dooney, and his owner wanted me to ask him what his favorite treat was. And all he said to me was, magnet. And I said, what did you say? He said, magnet. So I'm seeing this refrigerator with all these magnets on it. And I said to his owner, could you please go over and tell me what the magnets are? And she started listing them off. And then she got to describe one that was a flying pig. And the Dooney, the dog Dooney yelled, bacon! Oh, that's hilarious! That was so funny. I'll never forget that. Um, so that's just, you know, animals, they really, they do joke with me. And they have a sense of humor. They are funny. Um, but anyway, uh, so did you want me to talk about my book now or... Uh, I would love to. I would like to ask one quick question, though. Sure. When you're out, like, let's say, out in property or, you know, outside the city and you see wildlife, deer, mm-hmm. raccoons, whatever, do you do you pick up on things from wildlife as well? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And they're very, mm, they're very nice. They, they say very nice things. The deer especially are very sweet. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. Oh, yes, please share about your books because that's okay. very exciting. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll it'll probably be published by the year, end of the year because I'm just about ready to submit the manuscript to Balboa Press. Um, and it's called Miracles Happen for Animals, a handbook of holistic wellness symbols that anyone can use. And now what is that? Well, in 2007, when I started talking to Muffy and learning Reiki, I also started channeling symbols. And I, you know, Muffy was relentless about that, too. She made me research different animal diseases and disorders on the computer. And when I would come up with one like cardiomyopathy, she'd say, okay, now you channel a symbol for this. So Muffy wasn't just a cat. I'm sure of that. <laughs> um, I, I think Archangel Gabriel might be work, have been working through her. So I would channel the symbols. And... I was told that they're for the holistic treatment and prevention of disease and disorder. And that, you know, they work on all levels of the animal, you know, mind, body, and spirit in a holistic way. And then I also channeled symbols that instilled feelings like courage or calmness or love. And um, it's, they, I, you know, I've been doing this for such a long time, but I was kind of reluctant. I was dragging my feet on publishing the book. I don't know why. I just was. I think it's just maybe because of my engineering background. But... The symbols, I've seen examples of when they've worked really well. So I'm, I'm, there's 182 of them that I'm going to be having in this book. 
Um, and they, they work like, like light waves. Like if you can imagine a floodlight, um, they'll fill the room with the vibration of a healthy body system. And the animal's body, when it's in that field, it's going to immediately match the vibration so it can begin healing from within. And the symbols are in color, and the colors are important because they activate chakras, I think, in various sequences. Um, and I ask people if they use them to put a copy of the symbol on the wall near where the pet sleeps to maximize the exposure time to the vibration. Um, and I, in the book, I'm going to tell people, please feel free to photocopy these in color and laminate them, put them on garden stakes outside. I have them in my woods with the infection symbol um, and the mange symbol for my foxes. Um, and one really cool example I have is um, a couple winters ago, I went outside to fill the bird feeders, and there's this little bird in the feeder who just wouldn't move. I thought she was frozen solid. She didn't budge when I was around her. And I come back in the house, and when I came in the house, I decided to put the hypothermia symbol facing out the window towards the tree, the feeder in the tree where she was. And within a, like, a, like a minute of the time that I put that symbol in the window, she flew off. And at that point, I posted it on, on Facebook, and I did it again this winter, and I asked people to please use it to help um, outdoor animals that are so cold, because it gets so cold here in the winter. Oh, um, that's fantastic. I can't wait to see these symbols. Oh, I know. They're, they're just little diagrams. I mean, I have a friend who put them into the right graphic format, but, yeah, they're, they're neat. Um, I, I ask people not to stack them, because you want to treat them, you know, like they're like a floodlight. You don't want anything in the way. So, and they don't have to be really big. You can have like a four by six inch photograph size. And I have a whole bunch of them in my house for my cats. Um, and even, like I had two separate cases with dogs. And, and amazingly, they're both named Lucy. They had some kind of spinal trauma where they couldn't get up or some kind of trauma where they couldn't get up. And I sent them the spinal injury symbol. And both dogs got up not long after looking at the symbol. And I thought that was pretty amazing. Yes. Um, and then I have, I just recently, the last one that I channeled was a meningitis symbol for a dog named Gino that I've been helping with Reiki and um, also my, my, a good friend of mine is a vet. She's doing alternative medicine, Chinese herbs and acupuncture on him. And he, I just saw him on Sunday. He looks so much better. Um, so it's wonderful. So this book, um, I'm going to have it to the publisher hopefully within a, a couple of weeks, it, it, but it takes... I don't know, several months. That's why I said year-end, be safe. Um, it'll be available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, um, Balboa Press has a bookstore, and it's going to be an e-book and a soft cover. So um, hopefully people can use, get it and feel free to photocopy it and use it for your own use, you know, inside your house or laminate it and put it outside so it doesn't get ruined in the rain. And I have... I can, I can channel symbols for hours. I mean, I'm, I'm already collecting symbols for my next book called Miracles Happen for Horses. Oh, wonderful. And I thought, well, I could do a book on horses. I could do one on cats, one on dogs, one on wildlife, one on farm animals. And a lot of these symbols, I have the people version of them. They're not, sometimes they're the same for people and animals, but a lot of times they're not. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do a book for people or not. But I have a lot of the symbols, and I use them personally. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm going to be putting symbols out in my yard, symbols like you, you discussed where the pets sleep. Oh, that's going to be so fun. 
Yeah, and it's great for outdoor animals that have, what else are you going to do for them? Like the, the foxes with the mange. Um, I have the symbols that are specific to bats. Um, I have a, like a squirrel, like a pox symbol. I mean, things that, animals that really don't have another, any other chance, other than, say, Reiki or energy work or prayer. But I think that it would be great to just put them out in, out in your garden or out in your woods or your yard or wherever. Yes, that's a fantastic idea. And we are down to just a few more minutes, Jackie. Uh, Share with us any last bits of information or just an amazing story, just just whatever you really want to get out there before the show ends. Well, let me see. I had a story about a cat. I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, Yeah. It's just another example. I know people get so upset. I get, most of my, a lot of my clients have sick pets or pets that have died recently. And um, a friend of mine, her cat named Luna, um, for example, was just getting ready to cross. And um, she just wanted the people to celebrate her life and not be sad about it. Um, she just wanted them to be happy that she had lived a long, beautiful life and that she was looking ahead to her next big adventure. Um, and after she passed, um, I channeled a little paragraph from what she said, and I'll read that. Uh, she said, I am grateful to my people for the wonderful send-off they provided for me. I enjoyed the sunshine of the day and their company. I have successfully crossed into spirit, and I'm always going to love my family until we meet again. In the meantime, I want to learn everything possible on this side about being being a companion animal to severely mentally challenged children, I will be coming back as a therapy dog. Now, this is a cat named Luna. Oh. Wow. She, yeah. Ah, well, I I remember in the the reading that we did, and and you were giving me messages from my beloved Shotzi, and she said, when I cross over, she'll be first in line there waiting for me. I think of that every day, Jack. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is amazing. They're, they really care about us, and they, and they do watch over us. Um, but I just, yeah, I just wish, it, I wish more people would give us a try. Um, you know, you don't know if you can do it till you try. Right, right. And, you know, just give it a try and open up and what they may learn and what they may hear will just could be life-changing in, I think in so. thoughts and their feelings. Oh, mm-hmm. I so, so many wonderful things you are doing and so much you are doing for the, the animal kingdom, Jackie. I just want to say a big thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love doing this. This is definitely, I'm following my heart. Oh, you you are gifted and and this path it's just it's really a treasure and oh, thank you. I am so happy you're out there for all of us and the animals to just gain from that. My thank goodness. You. Oh, and to all of our listeners out there in the US and around the world just Think about that and realize, you know, the animals that are around us, you know, 
get ideas from Jackie if you're to where you can get a class from Jackie. Just being able to communicate with them, what can open up and change your life, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but it is, it is time to say goodbye. And Jackie, I want to say thank you for joining us today. And I hope you'll, you'll do another show because I just feel like there's so much else to talk about. <laughs> thank you so much, Paula. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm so glad, and goodbye to everyone. Thank you for joining us, and hugs and blessings. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.